Light me at five. We're talking about a whole new philosophy. Hold on, I got to pee. I just don't want to answer to anybody anymore. <laughs> what you guys are telling me is that you're trying to decide if you want to be homeless or not. Light me at five. Like, where's the philosophy? Stage fright, man. You're gonna spill it. Don't, I'm stage fright. Don't look. Don't look. You got a decision to make, cause that, <laughs> that. Anyway, yeah. We're just rolling. We're rolling. We're Let's rolling. Just keep all it. right, all right, all right. Um, yeah. This is, uh, I'm Dean. Welcome to Light Me at Five today. Here we got with us uh, as usual. We got Jason Lafoon and uh, the old world's oldest intern, Rusty Nixon. That's me. How's everybody doing? Oh, you know, we had an experience. We had an, in, another interesting experience at one of the open mics. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. A fella that came out, yeah, he had a gorilla. Oh yeah, 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 the weird gorilla. Yeah, so he yeah. was back. <laughs> okay, with a uh, with a new stick, and Jason, luckily enough, got to follow him. Yes, I did. I, I I can't even take it away. I can't. I can't even. I can't even. Dis, I don't even know what he was going for the second time. Yeah, I don't either. Uh. <laughs> he starts off with a super. Okay, this is the guy that came with the gorilla. Yeah, and the, but he's the, not doing this that. This is the ventriloquist. Ventriloquist with the mask on. Yeah, that doesn't do ventriloquism. Okay. All right. Apparently, he's not a ventriloquist. Okay. Your idea of this is a comedic genius was. <laughs> You, you had the right premise for yeah, what was happening. He thinks he's Andy Kaufman for sure. It, okay. It, it, right. Because he is definitely a. Uh, he's ready to mud wrestle. He's, some he's chicks. a performance artist of sorts, okay. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, because we went to this open mic where I'm waiting in line to get on the list, and I notice number one is filled out, number two's blank, and then like three through 12 are filled out already. So I'm looking at this like, what? I'll just go second, get it over with, sit here for the rest of the night, watch everyone else. And then I realized why no one had signed up to go second because <laughs> they didn't want to follow this guy who had signed up first, apparently. Now, remember, I, I'm i half thinking this guy's uh, got me on a serial killer hit list somewhere <laughs> from my uh, following him uh, the yeah. week, week or two before. Yeah. And then now Jason's immediately fo- immediately following him. I at least had a guy in between. Jason's the one that's that's following the... But he's got a new thing this week. He oh, have a, monkey. a new thing. Okay. It's a different thing. And I don't know what it was. He called himself Cumshoe. Cumshoes. Yeah. Okay. And he, I'm, and he, and he, I'm really turned off instantly. And he, and he means it exactly... Oh, I'm sure. It, it was like literal. It Come yeah. on my shoes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it was... Uh, well, he started in, a, in, a, in, a, in an Asian accent... Yeah, he was doing this performance art piece, I guess you could call it. I don't know what it was, but he starts off doing an accent. It was like a 1950s racist Chinese accent. Uh, accent. It's what you would okay. do uh, with the buck tooth. Oh, the whole, yeah, I used to do it all the time. The whole kitten caboodle. <laughs> yeah. Like that, he was doing yeah. that accent. So the, the so the host comes waving, and, you know, he's like, what are you fucking doing, you know? <laughs> 
So, so he morphs the accent to a French accent, which turns slightly Italian, slightly. By the end, he's doing sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. Yeah. Okay, um, but I'm not sure what like. We, but he's not even really talking though. Is is the thing? Like, he's got he's, a bunch of props. Like, he put out props, and he's like, uh, "Look at me balls!" And he'd hold him down by his crotch, and then he'd go, "Look at me balls!" He'd hold him up, and he'd toss him into the crowd, and then he'd grab some other prop and be like, "Funny!" And then he he would like that. It was it was it was five horrifying minutes of this. <laughs> Do you ever, like, in the I, back I, of your head, feel sorry for somebody no, like that? No, he he kept pulling stuff out, and I'm tell you what, there was a genuine concern that he was going to pull out a gun and smoke everybody in the room. This, I swear to God, it was the Joker remake happening on stage. I was I was getting low. I was ready to I was ready to move. I had already scoped out See, my exit. Antone Ware was over. I was going to follow Antone. He has Antone experience. Know. He'd know the way he out. He can duck and move. He's young, and I could trip him up and just go past him if I have to. I I've actually I've seen this guy one more time since then, and his shtick has been completely different once again. Yeah. Uh, but the third time I saw him, he actually got a genuine laugh from a joke he told, and then George Costanza did it. Knew when it was time to get off stage. Oh. <laughs> got the laugh. All right, guys, I'm going to be out here tonight. Leave some more time for the other comics. Whoop. Yeah. He straight George Costanza did it the other night. He got See, his one laugh and was like, he's okay, like, go, 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 go. There go, we go. go. Don't fuck this up. They <laughs> laugh. They laugh. Don't fuck it up. First time in 45 minutes of on stage time and 13 different characters, it's 37 just, accents. It's just weird watching, like, you're it's, you're watching him like, okay, he's obviously trying to figure out what his thing is. Yeah, no, he's, he's clear. That's, uh, and we talked about that at first. Like, if he's, I, I think he's searching for his act, but God, is it painful. It's hard. Yeah, it's... And, and that is, is genuinely his, is, is, is his comedy's not funny and it's offensive. Yeah. That would be like, let's start there, right Bob. Now, let's just start basic. The, just the the name you told me, I'm already saying this isn't funny to well, me. Well, he only lasted a week that. He went back yeah, to the monkey thing. Oh, okay, and went back to the monkey thing? Went back to the monkey thing. Was that thing. his name again? Monkey. Monkey okay. man, yeah. I went to the bathroom. Was, was, he, was San, he was Sans monkey, but. Oh, was he? Yeah, he 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 just went up by himself. Just did straight stand up this time. Oh, it's just Sam's monkey. He just that was the na- name this time. No, oh, I don't know. Sam. I'm saying he, he did, was without it. He had gone by the monkey man. Yeah. Oh yeah, he no, he did. He went by monkey man or something. Yeah, it was some um, <laughs> or gorilla <laughs> man or Harry yeah. Child man or whatever the hell it was. <laughs> the, the legal department, Jane, Jane Goodall too, or whatever yeah. the fuck he's called. Uh, goddamn uh, Duke. Uh, Duke Tomato, I guess. I don't fucking know what he's going by, but uh, uh, it's awful, and he needs to he needs to fix it. <laughs> what? How do you? How do you follow something like that? Because the well, whole that's audience what is Jason did a comfortable good job. I, I only brought I only brought because I had to bring out that he wasn't really speaking. He was doing whatever he said. He said in some weird accent every time, but it was all it was all like one word grunts. Oh, so like Latka. So he does think he's Andy Kaufman. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Maybe that was the kind of... I, I said Andy Kaufman, just throwing it out there, but that might have been the kind of bit he was doing with well, I mean, it's literally one of those things where... Um, I, I don't know. I feel like you got to do, like, Andy Kaufman. Half the room goes, I don't fucking get this guy. Yeah. 
And the other room's like, this is fucking amazing. I know. Whereas what we saw is just the entire room that's, being uncomfortable. No, that's, yeah. that's a very good point because I opened for a guy that is very Kaufman-like named Steve Garrod out of, uh, out of uh, Chicago. And when I first met him, he straight up told me before the show, he says, uh, my comedy is a little hit or miss. Uh, I don't know how this crowd's going to take it. That was a, that was a, that was a, like literally that was he told me that within ten seconds of meeting him. Real yeah. nice guy. Yeah. But it's like I'll tell you right now. I've I've since followed him on Facebook as as friends, and uh, I've been up to a mic his in Chicago. But uh, I can't tell when he's in character or, or when he's not. Yeah. Like see, it's one yeah. of those things. Yeah. And like he so he starts out, he goes up on stage, and it one of it like he just he got went he said a couple of jokes that were real kind of hacky. They didn't get any laughs. So then he went back and he like buried himself in the curtains, and he called and they. "Quote unquote," called his mom yeah. on his cell phone, and it's it was just it's a it's a thing, you know. And yeah. He's like, "They're not laughing, mom." And then some people start laughing. Yeah. Other people are really uncomfortable. And and I mean, I mean, obviously, he warned me ahead of time. Like he's like, "My comedy's real hit and miss." I don't. So I knew the whole time it was a stick. But you could watch people in the audience that were really know. having yeah. a hard time understanding if a guy was having a meltdown on stage or if this was part of the thing, and uh, and and. You know, it was part of the thing. Well, that's Andy Kaufman in a nutshell yes. right there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And he is Kaufman. Like, and, and Jason's put it succinctly. That's my point is when Steve Garrod went up, half the crowd is laughing. The other half is worried that we should call a psychiatrist. Right, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, but the point is that half the crowd is getting right. it. Right, right, yeah. And, and with this with this dude, it's an uncomfortable. It's everyone's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, like, it's like if you're at the pharmacy just in line at Walmart and then somebody's used dildo flopped out of their purse onto the ground. <laughs> it's that kind of uncomfortable. That's the kind of uncomfortable when he was up. That's uh, pretty, pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. I can't imagine that you would want somebody like that in your club because well, you don't want listen, to kick on the mic, show yeah, off yeah, with yeah, everybody feeling. It's, oh an, my it's God. an open mic, though. It's, yeah. an, it's open an open mic. mic, and that's the thing is you can't really, you don't really. They, a lot of people do ban people from open mics, and, and you can if you get enough complaints. Uh, I've gone to open mics where people go on stage and don't even make attempts to tell jokes. No, they're yeah, literally not... just there because they need their five minutes of attention this week. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's not kidding. Like, you're, you're like, like there. Not, no joke. Like, like just or or some people go up there and just and just. Uh, uh, all right, I tell you, like uh, with advice of the legal department, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna keep this pretty big. So there was a club that we used to go to uh, that's not there anymore. But uh, we used to go to this club, and there was a previous owners had owned, you know like and then had sold it to another owner group and sold it to another group. So this original owner group had come in. And and he's 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 he kind of walks in and he just got a look on his face and I'm like I recognize him from somewhere and I used to go to that club when they first opened right so uh, he I saw him there all the time right. anyway then I'm told that uh, he's one of the original owners and he has he, like he met some some woman and uh, that's it like sold the club quit comedy and everything and that was like four or five years prior and his first time he was back. And uh, he goes, Jason's gonna look on his face. He knows what I'm talking about. So then uh, the story the, just this story just hit me. So <laughs> so he goes up he on stage, <laughs> and uh, it's the first. So he's going first or something because he he wasn't gonna stick around long. And, and the, you know he's the old owner, so they're like, yeah, let him let him go first. So he goes up. It's the first time I'm on stage. Uh, you know, since uh, in like five years, and we're like, all right, all right, it's gonna be a little rusty. It's cool, it's cool. And then he starts to talk about uh, catching his girlfriend sleeping with his friend 
and it's a complete like just like rant about her cheating on him this is the one that like drove him out of comedy and he sold his club and everything for this girl and then he walked in on her in bed with his friend and then he came to the comedy club and he went on stage for five minutes to tell just everybody to talk about, about it. it it was just a therapy session so, clearly and there are people that like they just show like i just need the spotlight on me for five minutes for five minutes tonight nobody there knows who they are you see you see them there they they come to the open mics but you never see them anything else and and uh paul johnson rings a bell paul johnson used to come and sing songs every week yeah he'd come sing songs. he write he write a couple of jokes and then he was he was an older guy working on his masters and went back to college you know so uh uh and that was his that was his release of all his studying and work he would come to the mic and he would always go first and he would sing elvis Songs, yeah. He would tell some jokes and then he'd sing some Elvis and then he'd jump off stage and leave. Kind of Andy Kaufmanish as well. Yeah, kind of, kind of. I, I except, why? except that the, I don't know. Like guys like Paul, there's, like there's not that intent, right? Yeah, you know the what intent I mean. Has it's, to be there. I, I, I also, yeah, like, that's w- really, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I've also, I've said about um, him before. If that was a character, he'd be the funniest guy in town. Yeah. Yeah, because you'd have to hear that. Yeah. You have to hear, like, if you talk, his speech pattern, when he talks, so, and he yeah, kinda, everything just, about him, you're just like, oh, this he, is. And he wears a shirt that's a little too, just a little too small, and, his, and a little bit of his belly just hangs out the bottom. I mean, it's just, it's just, he's just a character. Yeah. He's got sunglasses on on stage. Uh, uh, he kind of ramble, but like, it, yeah, he's, he's, he's a character. And if, it, like I said, if it was a character, he would be, uh, he'd be, yeah. he'd be immortalized. <laughs> immortalized in film. I don't know why anybody needs to stand in front of people. Uh, I, well, you're talking to two stand-ups. I know, but I wouldn't do what you do. That's because we're damaged. No, it, I, no any, it, any it, performer is damaged. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. You get up and stand in front. <laughs> Here's the funny thing is that I, I didn't think I, – I never saw myself as a person who needed therapy or needed any of that. And then I started doing stand-up, and every comedian I met needs therapy. And I'm just like, what's up with these guys? You oh, know? It, like, if, if I <laughs> – when I actually think about it and break it down, it really is for 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 a lot of people. I think it's just getting that attention and that love in the moment that you get. Yeah. Oh, there's a you know there's I mean? a rush though too with doing well, like, up that comes. Like I break it down. My personal, I, I'm I never realized like it. It was just within the past couple of years that I realized probably what it is. But it is like I was. Uh, I'm the oldest child, uh, single mother who was dating. So, with my mom's attention, I was always competing with yeah. other children, yeah. with her trying to get happy with her life. Um, so, you know, there's that part of me that's not I don't not that it's intentional, but that's like looking for that instant love yeah. in the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you had your choice somewhere along the lines that you could start killing small animals or you could start <laughs> laughing it off, right? And, that, and you made your choice. Yeah, and uh, but it was funny because like I never considered myself one of those guys, and then I'm sitting in there and like it's like I'm like man, every comedian I know is half crazy. See, I couldn't take the rejection. That well, and the instantaneous rejection. Yeah, well, that's, that's what drives. Mo- I mean, that's what most people. I, and you know what's crazy about that is something that uh, an actress friend of mine all, and and I always just talk about. You know, we're the most sensitive people to rejection, and that's all we ever get. And think about that for a second, you, your sensitivity to that. But you've chosen a way to go with your life that that's all that you get in your life is rejection. That's not true. 
You get validation. Uh, I don't when know. You get that, when you get that applause break, you, you get, oh, that's everything's true. right in the world. But if you, if you ever auditioned, no. I mean, been out on the no. I'm a grading. I am a forty year old single man. Okay, <laughs> if I let rejection get in my way, I would never leave my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> know, Rusty, look at me. You think I was ever picked to be on the team? For Christ's sake! Like I said, you either start burning kittens or you start laughing. <laughs> Eventually, you just you deal so, with it. So, in other words, you've used your you've used your powers for good. Apparently, yeah. I just saying yeah. I didn't realize I even had powers and or so many scars until I started hanging out with comedians, and I'm like, man, I really relate to them. Except they're all neat. They all they're all crazy. Until this moment, I couldn't understand why you would ever get on stage and risk that instantaneous rejection that you get. But then I, as I'm sitting here thinking about, that's exactly what an audition is. It's exactly what it is when you audition for a part. It's totally degrading, totally at the whim of whoever well, happens I, I will to be say that, sitting yeah, in front I, of I you. I will say this. It's awkward. If the crowd is not uh, really in an onboard mood walking in, it can feel degrading as hell when you go up there and you first are trying to – when you're first trying to get, trying to get them on your side and trying to get some yeah. laughs, especially if they've been uh, cool to comedians in front of you. Like if they've come up and the crowd has not accepted anybody yet, they can, it could feel degrading. It feels like you're in a, you're like, all right, I'm the next one in the punching bag to step here and <laughs> get some exactly tomatoes thrown at like. me. But I mean, like, also though, I I, I gotta say, uh, that's what kills me too. Is so many comedians I know are so socially awkward. I don't suffer from that particular uh, 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 persuasion that you know of. That I know, right? <laughs> right. Everybody else is like that silly weird. <laughs> Heavy breathing son of a bitch coming around oh, here with this shit. Dean's here. Don't look. Don't look. Don't fuck you. Fucking sauce. clammy fucking fingers sauce. that he sticks in. Ugh. He, he's not gonna sit over. Oh fuck. Here he is. Hey, Dean's going to the shake. He's, up, he's gonna touch. He's gonna like touch. Live through that. How's it going, Dean? Sounds like uh, Jason has lived through. I don't that. need to hug Dean. I don't need to. Ah. Oh, right. oh, the clammy handshake. That's great. We we saw each other an hour ago. Yeah. So I think not that I'm aware of. Agreed. But uh, uh, hell, I forget what I was even ranting. About. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the mental state of comedians. Yeah, we're a mess. You're a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. So I don't know. We're so, glutton for punishment. I started doing this after playing music, so I'm used to mess with people. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's a mess too. <laughs> Yeah, you've had two uh, two fun hobbies there, uh, music and, I mean, and believe comedy. Believe it, I, I don't know which one's more incestuous either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. It's, no. Well, that's what I was going to say is you would think, that's what I was going to say is when you overcome all the your initial reservations and you get up there and then the, you start killing, you, you have your first time where you really do well, uh, the confidence boost that comes from yeah. that, you would think then... Uh, would re- translate over, but it doesn't because a lot of the comics I know are just some awkward, awkward people. <laughs> There's a lot of awkward people out there. I don't know. <laughs> what you you and and they both no, look at me no, like I was, I, yeah. <laughs> it was Rusty's over here like <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, it is it is kind of just think. I'm thinking about me personally now what you're talking about with like social awkwardness yeah it's so much easier for me to do a show in front of a room full of people that i have never met before 
than it would be for me to do it in a room full of people I know. That's true. I was, okay, I no, was I more, got that too. I and, was more worried about... And one, yeah. one-on-one interactions oh, yeah, are way yeah. more difficult yeah. for me yeah. than getting on stage yeah. and talking to a whole crowd. Yeah, if you ask me to get in front of 20,000 people and do something stupid, I'm, I'm game for that. But if you ask me to have a conversation with somebody in a room, I'm a basket case. I, I know exactly what you're See, saying. See, the funny, I, I don't mind either. Like, I'm good with either. But I, I do know exactly what you're talking about with the... the uh, uh, so I did my 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 first headlining spot that went you know went great, but uh, none of no one I knew could get tickets because <laughs> they they sold out too fast, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, but I had told my girlfriend at the time I was like I'm kind of glad because there's so much more pressure I feel personally when when people oh, I know yeah. are there. Yeah. When it's strangers, there's no expectations. So right. You go in smooth. But uh, I always hate it when. Before a show, like people I know, I'll be like, they'll be like, "Hey, what's up? We came out. Like, why? Yeah. Why did you come out? <laughs> I didn't individually invite you, did I? That would have been a yeah. I quit. I quit doing that a long time ago. There's a couple. There's a handful. I got a buddy that's come to a couple of different shows. Uh, he's gonna be up. He's gonna be joining me at Alan Ford's uh, album release. It's gonna be fun. I took a day off after work after it. Uh, the album, oh, yeah. the the thing on the fourth. Yeah, yeah, the album release party. Oh. You get tickets for that yet? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be drinking good whiskey. I donated, so I donated some Mike condoms to the to the the. Well, so in order for us to not wear a mask on stage, we have okay. to dress something for the microphone for everybody that's using it. These mics. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So what so the we're last wiping them down after every show, but it starts to build up in the mic. It starts to feedback and like yeah, like like so they were using wipes. So they were as they were wiping the mic off. Uh, each comic would come up and wipe the mic off. But like you said, it, it would start to soak through and drip and cause feedback and crap. Well, I had this bag of like 2,000. It was a bunch of uh, mic condoms I bought for the plague just in case some places needed them. When right. I always had some yeah. in my pocket. Uh, anyway, so I donated the bag, so I was able to drink for free all night. So well, that's good. Oh, it was Maker's Mark. Oh, that's real Maker's good. You were, drink, you were drinking for free that night? Yeah. Damn it. See, now you weren't a whiskey guy until you started doing the shows up there, were no. you? No, that's a true story. You I didn't drink whiskey. You told me you never drink whiskey. Now, well, and I, I didn't. I was jealous because I wanted to go drink whiskey. Well, I didn't I didn't <laughs> before I started doing the whiskey shows, but I didn't really get tased at the whiskey show. <laughs> that's the way I made up. That oh, okay, point. yeah. But I didn't drink whiskey before those. But now, um, uh, my girlfriend helps me go through <laughs> whiskey in a much higher clip, shall we say. I'd say something, but I'd be dead by the end time it got out of my mouth. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I can't. I, like, I mean, she, she, you know, she'll be a woohoo. There are certain people who help me drink whiskey too, yeah. just when they're in the room. Yeah, the latest one I got was Thomas Jefferson's mix. <laughs> say what you I've will. I've never even heard of that. I haven't either. Say what you will about the man, well, but he could mix them with you. Let me tell you, evidently, Thomas Jefferson. He had like a, he had like tried, a, it was, it was a, his recipe of this much Canadian whiskey to this much bourbon to this uh, or something. I just, you just, I totally forgot about a Thomas Jefferson bit I was trying for a while that just didn't go. It would never take off. I'm going to try to bring that back. There you go. He's got a whiskey. I didn't know. I'm throw that. That, see that? That was a, pa- I, I just threw it out there. A good one. That's for you to catch. Yeah. Uh, that's for you to catch. I already you, have a premise, Dean. I don't, need, I don't need the you Jefferson whiskey. You can throw a whiskey, whiskey tag on there. Is it slave made oh, whiskey? Well. <laughs> I don't think it's that old. <laughs> oh, so it's not even mature whiskey. It's cool. Not. 
It's moonshot. At that point, at that point, I don't think you'd want whiskey. I think it's evaporated. Yeah, (laughs) whiskey made by the hands of slaves. It'd be whiskey crystals. Those were family members, also. Okay, (laughs) children. That's true. Half the half Jeffersons. Uh, Now that we've offended every human being on earth, (laughs) not every, not everyone. The the whiskey's good, though. Well, good. Yeah. Where'd you get it? Uh, the liquor store. What liquor like, store? I didn't, I didn't I like, have Thomas I didn't go to whiskey like, in my I didn't like go to like the black market, I, the dark web. I guess web you hang it. out at different liquor see, stores. I did see through a Facebook ad that Indiana Whiskey Company has made a special blend of whiskey for South Bend Brew Works. Really? Limited edition available in at South Bend there Brew Works. There you go. The, uh, no, I just went out to local. No, my local liquor store is well-stocked because it's a Laker community. Filled with, filled okay, with, you, you filled with pure white down. trash who <laughs> think drinking by water makes them classy. As long as we have the boat, it's not a big deal. Yeah, okay? the boat and the five million dollar mansion and the five million dollar house. Yeah, um, I uh, was gonna. Oh, do you go to the one by at the stop, the four way? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I've been got, in there a few times. That's a nice, a nice little, little selection uh, in there. Nice little store. Yeah, and I can take uh, Chip down and get his nails clipped right next door. There you go. It's a nice yeah. little small town. Throw I live there. in a ghetto, so I, <laughs> I drink uh, in 40-ounce servings at a time. <laughs> Sell it right at the gas station. When I was, out of a bag. When I was, in a, when I was uh, running liquor stores down at uh, IU, uh, the kids got onto this game. I had, I had one of the two liquor stores that was closest to college campus, and the kids got on a game called uh, Edward Forty Hands, where you tape you tape before you, you tape each a forty hands. to each hand, and you had to finish oh, them off. You can't pee until they're both gone. You, yeah, you can't pee unless you want someone else to help. You, yeah, because you got two forties. You got two forties taped your hand, and they're like tape taped, like duct tape. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. yeah. So then you got to slam these forties and then smash them together and get it, get the tape off to uh, to go pee. You know. I I've never I, I don't like drinking games. Yeah. I will drink very easily of my own volition. You don't have That's to encourage me to do my so. My favorite do... my favorite drinking game is called Drink the Beer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never been a you fan know. of that. Of course, oh, like, if so and so says something, you gotta take a shot. Well, why? Here, just give me the I, shot. I, but I can right. I can count on <laughs> like one it. hand the the times that I've gotten like super blackout drunk, like real drunk. Yeah. I can count on one hand. Me so too. It's not like that many. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, let's, 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 let's change the subject here. Let's, uh, let's take that pass in another lane. If I needed to know how many times I blacked out drunk, I need to make a lot of phone calls to a lot of people. Yeah. And be like, hey, what happened that night? Yeah, I, like I said. Oh, I, I do remember most of it. Doesn't count as a blackout. Cool. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. There's the stipulation. I See, did say blackout. I, I've only had it happen twice. One time, you gotta um, stop eating some Xanax. I know. You can't make yeah, Xanax no, you can't, and alcohol, and you can't uh, yeah, remember yeah. the benzos before the alcohols. Never could. One time, benzo before alcohol. You're <laughs> never not, been sicker. Never been sicker. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember one night. I was. Uh, I was. I was doing some. Uh, I was partying by myself. Uh, went to the gas station real quick and ran to some friends of mine who were like, "Hey, we're going to Indianapolis. You want to go?" And so I went with them, uh, did some, did some uh, masculine, some celebrating on the ride down there, 
got to the bar we were going to where apparently I was asked to leave. <laughs> uh, bartender told my friends he's too fucked up to be here. I don't know what he's on, but he can't hang out here. Just booze. Just booze. Just too much of it. The next day, I was talking to a friend of mine who lived in Indy, and she was like... uh talking about running into me the night before and I'm like you're an enemy the night before she's like yeah I ran into you at this bar and you were See, really fucked up yeah when I was in the Navy I get this so there's a bar right down the road from us called uh, Harmonious Monks where they would encourage you to dance on the tables after like 9 o'clock like they'd hand out tambourines and they always had like live bands it was a cool place but anyway uh, we're there we're there a couple times and I'm at the bar and the guy says uh, I, I can't have you here your friend's too fucked up and I'm like what are you talking about and like we were fucked up you know but like we, I thought we were being pretty cool and he points over my shoulder I turn around and Hummel is throwing up in the ashtray <laughs> next to the pool table just sitting there just unloading oh my god <laughs> I, I was talking to this girl the next day and she said yeah you were re-, she's like you were you were stumbling while trying to stand still. That you know. And when always, I asked yeah. you how much you've had to drink, you said only two beers. Like I was a cop <laughs> pulling you over. <laughs> like I don't remember even seeing you last night. But apparently, oh, I've only had two beers. We had, a, we had a so I had a going away party when I was in the Navy. It was you know my my last hoorah. Everybody brings out all these gag gifts. There was midget porn and shit there. And uh, and uh, I'm uh, you know we're all just this one of those five times where I could say that I was I could count that i was blackout drunk and so i'm trying to get everybody's numbers <laughs> at some point that's the thing you can't count how many times you're blackout drunk you don't even remember I well i have evidence that this night happened that's the thing i just don't recall uh any of the events subsequently but uh so I, apparently i'm writing down everybody's info right but uh instead of actually bringing like a notepad i was using bar napkins and uh, and it's one of those where, you know, everybody in the squadron comes out, and there's people I can't even stand, but you're like, dude, I love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. we're going to be in contact. Yeah. So anyway, so one of my buddies I actually like, uh, his name was Cock, or Cox, uh, uh, C-O-X. C-O-C-K-S. So I get this bar napkin, and I write down, for a good time, and a large cock call... And I write his phone number down, right? But I don't write anything else because I'm gonna remember. Oh yeah. And uh, so I got all these all these things that are in my pocket, and this. So I I put his anyway. This his ended up in my center council. The rest ended up wherever the hell they ended up. <laughs> Dean drunk on the way home's like, ooh, I'm gonna remember this one yeah, later. Yeah. So <laughs> big cock shit. <laughs> save this is save this I, my speed dial. Oh shit! I don't want. I don't. I didn't, I didn't I'm gonna call T-Mobile and update my favorite five <laughs> for a big cock. Oh shit! So fast forward. Uh, uh, I'm I'm dating this chick. Uh, she's gonna borrow my car and to pay me no. back. She decides she's gonna take it to the good. car wash and do like a good detail on yeah. it for me. Anyway, she married this guy. <laughs> they fell in love. <laughs> She found the note and was like, damn. She's never like, saw him again. Took the, never here. saw the yeah. car took or the her car. again. Took the fucking, <laughs> I took my midget porn. <laughs> so uh, so we get, we get. Uh, she gets back and we're driving. I'm driving 
And she's literally she's like, I tell she wants to talk to me. Like it's one of those awkward, like we really need to talk kind yeah. of situations. Yeah. And she's like, uh, I just, you know, I'm not judging. She comes saying, I'm not judging. Well, clearly <laughs> you're judging. <laughs> I'm not judging. So I oh, freak out when she goes, but what is this? And she oh, pulls this out and this napkin hands it to me. And I told you it was one of the few times I had been blackout <laughs> drunk. I fucking know what and this is. I genuinely had no fucking idea what it was. But it's clearly my handwriting. Like I have like a distinct handwriting. And I'm like, holy and there's a second, like the pucker, you could hear like my ass just and uh and the look on my face, so she knew I had no fucking idea what it was, yeah. right? But then I remembered this is from this is Cox from the Navy. Yeah. So then, so here's what happens. She says, "It's a man I met in the Navy." <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. And I'm so. Don't st- you know about the Navy? <laughs> I thought that's a- <laughs> so like I'm like I'm, so I see the damn note and I. Uh, uh, I, I have no idea. And then it occurs to me. So then I'm like stuttering, trying to make up for it. So I'm like, oh, no, that's a, that's a, that's a friend of mine. <laughs> it's the funniest story. I got a like, funny thing. Friend of mine. Huge cock. Huge uh, cock. But oily. I've There's heard. I've only heard. everywhere. He keeps it on him at all times. And, uh, you know, you know it's, it was a Wednesday. You know how Wednesdays can be. And, uh, and uh, that was... Um, yeah, so that was awkward. <laughs> my, and, and what's funny is I didn't learn my lesson because I'm still to this day terrible about writing a name down. Well, now I put it in a phone so it, it doesn't work out. But if yeah. I have to, if I write it, I'm still awful with. Oh, remember? It. See, I'm bad about putting names in my phone because my phone does that thing where it just guesses. Like if someone texts oh, yeah. me with their name, it just says probably this person. <laughs> yeah. So even my brother in my phone is saved as probably Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> or it says maybe maybe Elliot. I think is it is that is that because he stole all your hugs when you were a kid? No, he got the least amount. Oh, so that's terrible. He's probably more competitive oh. than I am. I don't know. <laughs> We'll have, to, we'll have to save that for next time. We'll These to. are the days of Lightning at Five. <laughs> you can reach us here if you got to reach us. Uh, Want to reach the pod crew? We got a crew standing by twenty four seven. Actually, I set this up. Forgot I set it up for uh, uh, a couple months, and uh, and I said we need to set up a email. Right. And the guys here were like, uh, "You sent us an email. You set up already." Yeah. And I was like, "Whoa, yeah." I wonder if I sent it to myself. So I found a way to get into it. So now, now right. we're up and running. Yeah. And I made the most complicated email out there, folks. It's lightme at five pod at gmail. That's l m f i v e pod at gmail dot com. L m f i v e pod at gmail dot com. If you need to reach me, that's Dean Jernigan Comedy at gmail dot com. That's Dean J e r n i g a n Comedy at gmail dot com. You want to reach Jason? Oh, uh, you can PayPal me money. <laughs> PayPal and money at you can cash at me also cash at him at all the kids um, or you can just email me at uh, Lafoon one one three four gmail dot com there you go very good 
We got coming up, uh, let's see who we got this week in Flash. We got Rob Christensen, very funny he's man. A, he's a really funny dude. Talking about, uh, I opened for this gentleman uh, and a friend of his, Mike, uh, Mike, forgive me, I forget your last name, uh, but I opened up for him, would have been, God, it would have been 2018 or something now. Uh, but this guy was great. Was a while back. Oh, yeah. I love Rob. Anytime this guy's coming to your town, tune in. Rob Christensen. Uh, He's got a couple of good stories on this is not happening. Also. Yes, Check this is not out. happening. Um, he, he's talking about on, when we, we sat down with him, he was talking about Roseanne Barr judging him on some. <laughs> yeah, that was On Last Comic, Comic Standing. Standing. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. She, she was not a fan. And... Um, <laughs> I, however, am a big fan, so tune in for Rob Christensen, and see you next time. Coming up next, it's a... Like me at five. Flashback. Coming up next, it's a... Like me at five. Flashback. Dean, people are going to start talking. Oh, yeah? We're spending too much time together, you know. Is that what they think? Yeah. Well, you guys don't know is that what you all you hear is Rusty's work voice. <laughs> you don't hear him before he hits record or, or go live, yeah. the button go live switch. Yeah. He's in here. He sounds more like Columbo. <laughs> He's like, oh boy, here we go. Right. Uh, sorry, can we uh, maybe go back over this can again? Can we go over this one yeah. more time? I yeah. got a door. We're going to go live in three, I was two. Thinking hey, TV. folks, it's Rusty Nixon. Actually, it's nice of you to continue the, the fiction. I'm not actually a person. Yeah. I am a uh, computer voice that's generated here in yeah. the studio. I don't actually exist. He's got a hump. If you guys haven't ever seen him, it's a hunchback. <laughs> it's rather repulsive. He like hey, got the one droopy eye. You ever, you ever have your wife ever catch you using your work voice to her? She says I do it all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Uh, she used to make a lot of fun of me um, back when we were first dating. Yeah. You know why do you talk in a radio voice? I, I don't talk in a radio voice. <laughs> yes, because, you do. That's because no, right before you hit play, you're like, doy, 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 doy. A, a radio voice is like this. It's all put on. And it's like, hey, we got a big show coming your way. Teen Journey Concern with a bunch of comics. And we're going to have a laugh riot. <laughs> I'm Dusty Rhodes. And here we go down that radio trail. <laughs> See that's oh, that's a radio voice. I'm totally down for that. Whatever that was, you're Dusty Rhodes and I'm uh, Chest Rockwell, and uh, we're bringing it to you live. Yes, we're live, baby. We're live. Get off the porch and let the big dogs eat. <laughs> you know that's uh, that's the uh, that's the radio oh, voice. Boy. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> now we got to go back to the drawing board. See, every oh, single boy. radio station in the world. Has at least one guy named Dusty Rhodes in the morning or Dusty Rhodes at night. Everyone has a Dusty Rhodes. Everybody. <laughs> because that's the classic radio name that people take on. Is that why you guys have that Dusty Rhodes sticker on the John? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, back in the day, everybody had a nickname, you know. I, Hey man, I, I you know and it, whoa, whoa, it was whoa, just whoa, whoa. That, what's what's just, up with nicknames? We got a problem with uh, it? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, boomer! You know, it's like the old uh, 
No, that, that was a boomer thing to do <laughs> with a nickname. Hi, this is John Lightning Smith. I don't know. At your morning show. My my senior class, not a one of them went by their name. Which is fine. I you don't can, mind you normal go, nicknames. You can go down the entire line and every single one of us had a nickname. There's nothing wrong with that. I just don't like the, the radio nickname thing. Nobody can just be themselves. Nobody no. can just be... Hi, I'm John Smith. It's got to be John Thundersmith on your afternoon show on K106. I would like to point out for the uh, future evidence, evidence exhibit A, Rusty's the one that gave me the name, say, to Marshall County. I did. Yeah. I did. Because you, you said it jokingly. and uh, But see, you're known by that. You're like Cher. <laughs> I mean, everybody says Sage. They know who you're talking. I mean, honestly, they know who you're talking about. Are you sure they're not just seasoning something? They know who they who you're talking about when you say sage. They know. I'm not sure what sage is used as a seasoning. You put that in cake. <laughs> um, I have never used it personally, but I'm pretty sure you don't put it in cake. What about like a spice cake? <laughs> Like a rum cake? <laughs> like with some cumin and ghost peppers in a cake like that, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no. Sage is, I'm sure, savory, although now, I haven't now, used you it. Say, what'd you say? Cumin? Cumin. Cumin. Yeah. It's like rice, right? No. Yeah. No. Couscous is, is like rice. Cumin is a spice. Wait a minute. It's kind of a, it's a spice used in a lot of Indian cooking. Wait a, oh, that um, would explain it. You know. That would explain it. Why you have the droopy eye. This has gone straight into the toilet already. <laughs> uh, we're five minutes in and we're just babbling about nothing you know it's the it's the uh it's the quarantine man yeah it's the quarantine i was patrolling the property (laughs) (laughs) me and washington (laughs) me and old george both of us patrol the property and hail sleet or shine (laughs) with your musket (laughs) and your three-corner hat (laughs) with uh with my chompas Okay. And uh, set of earbuds. Okay. Well, yes. you know, a pretty intimidating dog that's bigger than you are. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Would, that would be... I've been fashioning a saddle for him. Right <laughs> <laughs> around the property with a Caesar in my ears. <laughs> I would. Okay. When that happens, I want a picture of you and, and, and the dog rearing up as you wave your hat in the air. The oh. typical cowboy pose. I, I want to see that. I also want to see this. <laughs> I, uh, we've been playing. We've been doing the, we're farmers now. Okay. I told you that, didn't I? No. Oh, you, yeah, tomato garden. seed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, where are other Bernard, seeds? How's Bernard doing, by the way? Other seeds. Well, Larry. <laughs> Is my I got two kinds of lettuce. Yeah. 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 And uh one of them is like an inch and a half out of the ground already. Well, there you just go. talking smack <laughs> to all the other plants, lording it over them. I think you've had too many of oh, one of the no. other plants. <laughs> <laughs> 
because that's uh, the only thing that I can. No, man. I'm telling you, it's all about. I mean, how many times have you heard you got to talk to him? It's all about okay, your I've karma, your your aura that you're putting out, and these lettuce are really putting out a, a shady aura, man. They're putting on a they're putting out a grudge, grudge aura. You know, I'm gonna have like a cursed garden. Um, Civil War shall erupt. <laughs> I, having known you as long as I've known you, I never would have guessed that one day I'd be talking about auras with you. Uh, <laughs> that's another uh, area that you just you let know me what it down. Is? It's, uh, it's, uh, I've been locked up too long, <laughs> and I've been listening to every podcast that's out there now at this point, I think. I don't think there's any left. Yeah. Well. So please, please put more podcasts out there for us to consume. So you've been listening to the ones with the crystals and the That's what I'm down to. Words. Well, it was a it was a it was up and vanished. I got up to season three and she she disappeared in a drum circle. Oh, are, yeah. are you kidding me? Oh no. Yeah. I'm in Who? Colorado. It's in- it's a good show. Oh, okay. So only it's only not- like only like ten million people are already on board, Rusty. Yeah. Why would I expect you to know anything about it, Mr. News Guy? Listen, I'm a disembodied, <laughs> computer-generated voice. I don't actually exist. I know you should see this guy. Everyone thinks, I'm telling you, the droopy eye, the hunchback. <laughs> he died, he died. Let's go back over these numbers again. I didn't know it. I didn't know it. It's too much cumin. We brought, <laughs> we brought a, a very special, we got a very special guest today. Now, Rob Christensen, uh, I'm going to humbly say that I got to open for this guy back in 2018. Okay. Uh, really turned me on to his comedy. Um, it was one of the all-time best shows. His his uh, feature he brought with him, I want to say his name was Mike, but uh, the feature killed too. It was one of the it was just it was one of the best shows I saw from start to finish at the drop. Um, had a fantastic uh, guest spot, me. <laughs> <laughs> This is a case. This is a case. You were wondering where I was going with that. Yeah, <laughs> I got it figured out now. Uh, Rob Christian, you may know him from uh, "This Is Not Happening" from Comedy Central. He was also on Comedy Central's Adam Devine's House Party. Uh, he was also on Comedy Central's con- Last Comic Standing, where Rose Ann Barr had told him, "I didn't like you from the moment <laughs> I saw you." <laughs> That's high praise. There we go. <laughs> All right, let's go to the phone lines. We got Rob Christensen. How you doing, Rob? Yo, what's up? Oh, it's good to hear from you, man. It's, uh, this quarantine, I think, is starting to get to uh, get to all of us. Yeah, I'm starting to lose my mind. I'm, I'm hiding in my dad's basement, and I feel like uh, I feel like it was meant to be that eventually I would end up in my father's basement. <laughs> you just came full circle. It's uh, the, yeah. It's the yeah. It's the whole thing in life. Circle of life. Circle yeah. of life. Chilling, waiting for my free government money. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we were just discussing just before you came online, man. Uh, uh I was looking over uh, your bio, and uh, you're on Last Comic Standing when you did one of the worst sets of your life. <laughs> and uh, Roseanne Barr told you, and I'm gonna try to do this in my Roseanne voice here. I didn't like you from the moment I saw you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was exactly what she said to me. She was the first judge to talk to. Everyone followed her lead after that. I was just—they were not looking for the fucking tough guy on that. Show. They did not want me at all. Because <laughs> I started off—I started off doing a joke where I said, um, 
You know when you hit the age where you can't steal purses no more? <laughs> Every time I steal a purse, I also steal a teacup Yorkshire Terrier, right? That's just the joke, right? <laughs> and talking about all the dogs that I stole in my backyard. And it's a joke. You know, it's just it's a joke. I don't steal a lady's purses, but they didn't take it as a joke. They got they got really mad at me for pretend stealing purses in a joke and it went bad from that. Well Roseanne Barr has always been known as like the Mecca of moral choices. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you should have known the, the room you were working, I guess. So yeah. there was a, you did a couple. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But uh, also, Russell Peters was another judge, and he was like, I know a lot of people from Brooklyn that came from really rough neighborhoods, and that none of them had to steal purses. <laughs> so I don't believe you joke. <laughs> and so now I'm in this spot where either I'm a liar in my joke, or I have to admit to stealing old ladies' purses. <laughs> Yeah, that's, those are my two options that he gave me. Well, you know what, Russell Peters, I'm not going to snitch on myself, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I found that some people don't understand that it is a joke. I did this. Uh, yeah. I did this early bit, early going to open mics. It was one of the first open mics I ever did, and like people came out to you know from work, and I did a bit on the fear of a uh, fear of frogs. And uh, I for the next like two years, I had to live with this uh, this this. This cloud that I was terrified of amphibians. <laughs> oh, but hey, man, you should see his frogs. It's totally believable that he's, <laughs> that he's scared to death of them. That's not even hard to believe. Man, it was like living in my mailbox, holding my power bill hostage. <laughs> well, some frogs are poisonous. You don't know. That's anyway, exactly what I told him. <laughs> I didn't believe that for a second. Oh, that's awesome. That's exactly what I said. You don't know. You don't know. This is nature's killer. Yeah. And but the thing also with frogs is you don't even know how they get the poison on you. Like, I don't think they got to, like, lick you with the tongue or nothing. I think you just touch a frog and the poison's on you. Or I, I think if you at just look at it. a snake or a spider, you got to get bit. Yeah. What if you're just within throw distance? What if it's like a candle? A candle has throw, you know, where you can smell it? What if... What if frog poison has a throw, and if you're within like three feet of a frog, you die? Yeah. What if you're like downwind, and he just he just throws yeah. it out on the breeze? So now I got both of you convincing yeah. me that frogs are death machines. <laughs> I'm now, just you, saying. You never want to be downwind. Never be downwind because then you're getting hit with frog poison, and then a wolf could smell you. You know what I'm saying? If you're downwind. Yeah, it helps. Just, just stay inside. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just wash your hands and stay inside, people. Never get out of the boat. Yeah, geez. Come on. <laughs> Never get out of the boat. Now, you did You did a spot. Um, actually, this is the one I was sharing with people. I, was, I went to go find. I was Let me find a bit that's that's um, really true to this guy's comedy. But, man, like every bit I pulled up was fantastic. And it's all it all really speaks to home. Like, you grew up in Brooklyn, am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, everything everything bleeds through that comment, and it's I I absolutely love your aspect on it. Now, how long have you, now you're out in L.A. now? How long have you been out there? I was in L.A. for like twelve years, but now I'm kind of permanently on the road. So as of August, I'm almost a full year permanently on the road now. Yeah, and uh, but I was in L.A. for twelve years. Which one? Which one's a tougher town to do stand up? To do stand up? Yeah, L.A. Really? Yeah. But the, yeah, LA is a tougher town to do stand up. Yeah, it's a, I think LA is a tougher town uh, in quality of life as well. Yeah, because you know in New York you got the train, you got dollar pizza, you know everything. 
the rent is the same as L.A., but everything else is cheaper. In L.A., every, the food is whack, and it costs twice as much. And you got to drive a car everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you, had, you had said that um, – now, set, set me up a little bit. For those who don't know, you were on Adam Devine's House Party. Now, what is what was the concept of that show? It was uh, – so it was both sort of like a sitcom and a stand-up show in one where uh, Adam, like, would throw a house party, and then there would be, like, little sketches that would be a story of... So all the comics are at the house party, and then there would be a story with the comics, a through line, but then they would break and show, like, three or four minutes of stand-up right before every commercial break. So it was, it was two things in one, a sitcom. And in, mine, in, my, in my episode, Adam had convinced everyone that he killed a man. <laughs> so now we were that, that, yeah. so your was your you you were supposed to support that concept or or was it totally unrelated to what you were doing well you know it, it was scripted so for us you know i, I just did my lines yeah <laughs> did my lines yeah and then but then the stand-up is your own stand-up see i would consider killing a man much worse than stealing a purse honestly uh just, yeah, just yeah, that know, speaking. Yeah, but, all right, well, let's see what. No one wants to know Roseanne's bar's opinion of anything. You know, thanks to that's over with. So you said that, that Adam Devine that was one of your best, uh, the uh, best weekends you ever had. Although on uh, when I, the the part the the one I had shared with Rusty here was the um, this is not happening. <laughs> where, yeah. where you uh you spent the weekend um bribing federales <laughs> yeah you know the usual <laughs> i went down yeah i went down uh, i went down to mexico try to get some ketamine you know very popular drug amongst the kids and then uh i got i got caught with it because i drove the wrong way up a one-way street pulled over got caught and i, I ended up bribing my way out of it <laughs> Oh, oh, the 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 uh, you know the wildness of youth. Rusty's Rusty's got a couple yeah. of those stories. Yeah, <laughs> but I I'm so old I forgot them. <laughs> Don't you remember yeah. when you went They're down funny and stole? Funny when you come out okay on the other end, you know. <laughs> right, absolutely. So how, when did you start doing? When did you start doing stand up? Oh man, you know I started doing stand up probably 2000 and or 2006 I actually started doing improv on my college improv team and then like I did stand up we do stand up like once a quarter so I did stand up like three times before I moved down to LA but the, when I took it seriously was 2009 is when I when I took stand up seriously now what trigger what, so, what was different in 09 well you, you go from a guy who's like doing an open mic once or twice a month gets a show three times a year and then in 2009 i just was like all right i'm gonna open mic every night that i can and i right. started doing that and then you book more shows and all of a sudden you're doing five or six shows a month plus all the open mics and stage time goes up you start traveling around and then you're like then you start to become a real comic it's a thing yeah. that you have to do you can't stop doing like if you want to be a real comic you can't just like hide in your dad's basement for a month and a half while it's quarantine stuff. You know, you can't. Real comic would be out doing sets right now, you know? <laughs> well, I saw I saw a meme about if uh, if you want the people to stay away, then just start planning open mics on every corner 
And uh, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we've all we've all been there when we're talking to a uh, we're talking to one person in the room. Now, Rusty, when you were doing, you did improv for a while. Did where, a lot of improv. Yeah. Where were you doing improv at? Uh, you... I had my own company. Where I mean, where, where was it? East Chicago. Um, we we worked mostly out of South Bend. Out of South Bend. Um, when I started, but we we did. A few shows where we travel around, but you know you got to live on the road. That's a little bit tough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we did most of our stuff in South Bend. We had a, like a little home. Yeah. Well, we you did that nativity scene at the Brubaker Farm. That was a. You Ooh. know, it's been a number of years ago. I don't seem to remember that. Uh, did, did you try to make a nativity scene comedy? Uh, that's, uh, that's well, see, that, if if they had given us that, we would have had to go with it. So, you know, I don't think we ever got that one, though. <laughs> so uh, we were we were talking before, man, that uh, yesterday about how this with this quarantine, you know, um, or in Indiana, as we call it, all this stuff going on. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, everything got canceled for everybody. So, um, without question, man, I, like I, I'm assuming you're gonna you're gonna hit it hard as soon as you can, as soon as you're able to get back out. Yeah, I hope to hit it hard when I when I get back out. I just don't know what stand up is gonna be like after right. this because, like you know, I was I had like my little spot where I I, I knew the shows I could book. I did a lot of one nighters, small clubs, right. right, and and I was able to book them real easily. But now. Now that like everyone is going to be looking for shows at the same time, I don't know. I don't know what stand-up's going to be for me. I don't know what I'll be able to book. I could be competing with guys who headline clubs for the one-nighters that I used to own. You know, right, right. My thought too was the crowds. How many of these people are going to be a little traumatized by this whole stay away from each other experience, and they're not going to be too anxious to come back out among the crowds? Yeah, it's going to be a slow start. I think it's going to be a while before people feel safe coming back out. Or at least, or at least the I I, I don't know I, the millennials seem to be okay with it. So like I think maybe the crowds will just turn younger. Which I'm is, fine with that. Yeah, it's bad news for me. It's bad news for me. <laughs> <laughs> I did one I'm show. Fine with I did that. A, I'm really immature. <laughs> <laughs> I did a spot in uh, up in South Bend at a, at a whiskey distillery, and and the place was packed. There had been, I mean, they couldn't have fit. You know, it was probably fifty or sixty people, but they couldn't have fit another chair in there. And uh, I said. Uh, some comment, you know, how many of you got kids? And not a single one of them raised their hand. <laughs> there goes half my set. Yeah, I, I change the premise of that joke now to reference uh, family members and not your kids. And it worked a little better. Yeah, but it, yeah. was, it was 100% student body in Notre Dame, and nobody had a single child among them. Yep. <laughs> but I got to tell you, Rob, I personally, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um you like you're one of them that like I, I I get all excited about when you I, this last time you came around in 2019 you came to South Bend um, I was unable to go I think I had a show at that time that's about the only only time that's the only thing I'll use as an excuse not to go to something like that but um, man I will definitely be uh, tooting the horn the next time you are coming through South Bend in the drop um, I can't stress it enough guys uh, what can you give me give me your uh, give me your your YouTube your Instagram let's get all your info out there so people can look up and, and see what they're missing here yeah the, the, my, my website is brooklynrob.com and then i think everything twitter instagram everywhere else it's rob loves bagels <laughs> brooklynrob.com and everywhere else it's rob, <laughs> rob loves bagels yeah and then I'll, I'll probably come through the midwest uh, at the end of 2020 if the world's back to normal hopefully winter 2020 i'll be in the, the whole midwest 
Yeah, absolutely. Rob, I can't thank you enough for joining us, man. I do appreciate you taking the time out. Um, you know, just keep plugging away, man. The uh, well, I'll be looking forward to seeing you once this thing's all over. All right, bro. Yeah, same to you. Thanks for having me, Pete. Thanks, Rob. Bye. Rob Christensen, everybody. I uh, I did uh, I did like I think I told you I did a set in uh, South Bend. Right. I opened for him, and uh, I gotta ask him who uh, I bet Heather knows. It's Mike or Mark, but I want to say it was Mike. He was fantastic too. Um, got a couple of tips from him. He pulled something out in the middle of the show, like he stopped the set, like he just noticed something and went off about it. And uh, I was like, that was fantastic. There's no way. You just did that off the cuff. And How long has he been doing it, though? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I only saw those two guys coming through that one time, and uh, by then he was already, like he's talking about now, yeah. where he's touring 24-7. Um, but he swung back around, and I had something in Michigan going on when he was coming through the drop in August of uh, last year. So well, Rob seems like a kind of a guy who could pull that thing out and just go with it. He's, like, I'm telling you, I – they they what well, was it was it was his it was his feature that had done that but yeah the, uh, but Rob from, from the mo- from the start to finish every set was fantastic uh, hilarious I loved it it was just a great show and then I met the both of them afterwards and they were I mean they were just as friendly as you can be as humble as you can be they yeah. were just they were just nice guys so the next time they came around you know I we brought it up on the show and we were kind of tooting his horn but um, I wanted to get a chance he's usually too he was usually. He'd be fully. I mean, he's just booked. Well, yeah, he's got something. But um, that's why I wanted to get a chance to get him out and to get him on the show and just touch base with uh, some of the crowd out here. And I'm telling you, this guy's hilarious. If you get a chance to uh, see him, he is fantastic. And um, anyway, and afraid of frogs, so that'll listen. I there was a moment we bonded there through probably mutual. There was some, yeah, there was a mutual, yeah. no, I, I was thinking more along the lines of damage, you know, like travesty, like, like our own personal Pearl Harbors, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know, you can't dictate to somebody else what, it, what their personal harbor, frog harbor, their personal harbor is frog harbor. <laughs> He's right though. They can jump right down your throat. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I think that's a good place to stop. <laughs> Light me at five. Light me at five. Light me at five.